This is Melbourne calling. Welcome to Granny Bingo Wireless. Just close your eyes and think of the war. Toodle pip. Hey, come over here, go over there. Don't be scared now, yeah. Lift up your head, hold out your hand, pull up your pants now. Why did you pull down your pants? We only just met, but that's why I like you. People connecting, grandma's laughing, nostalgia and ethnic dancing. Oh, <clears throat> and that was, um, I Went to a Marvellous Party by Noel mm. Coward. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Granny Bingo Wireless, uh, Australia's number... Australia's podcast. I am one of your hosts uh, for the show. My name is Ms Edith Vale, and I'm joined by my best friend in the entire world. I couldn't do this show without her. Her name is Mrs Maureen McGillicuddy. How are you, love? Hi. Hi, Edith. Hope everyone's <laughs> doing real well out there. Uh, thanks for joining us again for another yeah. exciting week. We are thrilled to be coming into your ears again. I, I love coming in your ears every fortnight. Uh, if I could come in your ears more often, I would. Yeah, anywhere near their faces for me. Yes. I, uh, you yeah. know, if it's ears, nose, mouth, yes. eyes. If I, if, especially coming into their eyes, we've been doing a lot of online content lately. That's right. Yes. Sadly, of course, once again we are joined uh, by the woman who was once voted Miss Sewer Queen. Uh, it's Caroline Springs. Say hello, Caroline. Hi, Caroline. For anyone that's listening for the first time, <laughs> Caroline Springs is a dumb mute. Uh, she yeah. was left to us in a will many, many, many years ago, and unfortunately we're stuck with her. Sometimes you might find yourself feeling sorry for her. Just remember no. she is a war criminal, and a nasty, yeah. evil one at that, aren't you, Caroline? Aren't you? <laughs> yes. Hey, you're a bit loopy, aren't you, Kaz? <laughs> Have you fed her recently? Of course not, Edith. That's not my job. Well, it's not my job. Who feeds her? Hopefully the nurses feed her. Oh, of course we are coming to you live from the Areola Gardens nursing home. Areola Gardens, where people go to die. That's right. A bit of background on us. Maureen and myself and Caroline, we are signed up members of the Country Ladies Association, a very important organisation for women in rural areas to get together and do arts and crafts and baking and all mm -hmm. sorts of things like that, isn't it, love? Yes. Well, we undo the damage that the Country Women's Association does. Mm. They, they go about, oh, we'll knit jackets for the penguins with oil on them and... Well, we go along and go, well, jackets aren't suitable for penguins. It makes them look fat. And so we take mm. the jackets off the penguins. And did you see those tarts at the mm. Country Women's Association? They break the record for the most scones baked in a day. Oh, that'd be right. Dreadful. That'd be right. There is an obesity problem in this country, and the Country yeah. Women's Association are fueling it by baking all these scones, force-feeding them to their grandchildren. And by the way, they are always a little bit too hard for my liking. Yeah. The Country Women's Association are killing children. Mm -hmm. That's I'm sorry, mm -hmm. I can't put it any other way. Oh, and it's not just children, Edith. It's not just children. They damage they they bring damage to adults. No. Diabetics, big fatty fat fat shows. They don't care about the fat shows like we do. I care about the big woofers, you know, the heifers. The big stompers. Yeah, I care about them. I go dressed up undercover 
at the Royal Melbourne show to this and they go, would you like a, a scone? I say, no, 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 thank you. And they say, well, what about a cup of tea? And, and did you know that tea, they use black tea, Twinings sort of tea, and you know that caffeine is the most addicted substance in Australia, more than ice, more than alcohol. People are addicted to caffeine. We have, take more caffeine than any other country in the whole world, even more than, you know, Saudi Arabia uh, and more than Antarctica. There's tons and tons of caffeine. And they dish that stuff out like it is Coke, like it is lines and lines of pure Coke. They just think it's just the most wonderful thing that everybody wants. Well, we don't want tea. Come to the Country Ladies Association and get an uncooked biggie. It's just cookie dough in the, in a disc with a cup of black coffee that decaffeinated with no milk and no sugar. And, and speaking of decaffeinated coffee, that's actually one of the uh, items that I'm hoping to be re-elected on, that I'm going to increase the amount of decaffeinated coffee that we can have. Of course, very soon from when we're recording this, there will be the Country Ladies Association Melbourne Inner City Sub-Branch elections. And it is hotly contested this year. I'm I'm currently the president. I'm the lady president of the, the Melbourne Inner City Sub-Branch. But I'll be running for my sixth term as president and I'm hoping to be re-elected. I think I'm quietly confident that I might be but you should never go into these things being too pig-headed just because I am the greatest. I am the greatest president they've ever had. I'm the best. There's best. There's no one better, you know. So I'm hoping to quietly confident. Well you've got my vote, love. I can tell you that. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot and actually your vote is worth two uh, because of your well, let's call her mysteriously disappearing sister. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mona, Mona Vale. Of course, there's some other very big news that's happening in Melbourne that we really need to talk about. Of course, it's been all over the media. Everyone's been talking about it. I've seen it covered in newspapers overseas. I've been tagged and things all online. Uh, of course, you will all have heard about it, wouldn't they? Mm. Yeah, without doubt, yeah. Granny Bingo Online will be happening this Monday. Yeah, huge. For anyone that's not familiar with it, uh, Granny Bingo Online is a little night that we host where you play bingo, you can win some lovely prizes, some gift vouchers and some tea towels and have a chat with us. We host it on Zoom so you can see us and we can see you if we want to or if you win around. Largely we don't want to see you. And it's happening this Monday, so tomorrow, that's Melbourne Cup Eve, Monday the 2nd of November, you can grab yourself a ticket at comedyrepublic.com.au That's right. It's going to be so much fun and we've got so many lovely prizes. I cannot wait for it. Yeah, and the good thing is you can join from anywhere in the world. We've been very lucky lately of our international listeners. Now, we know there's a few people that listen to this podcast overseas, as, you know, even further than Tasmania, and uh, some people in London, and we've had Dubai, and I don't remember where the other places, America, a few people from America. Swaziland. Swaziland, which I've not been to. I believe that's just north of Dubbo, I think. A little bit, a little bit north. And, uh, and, and of course, those people, it might be the morning time for them uh, to join in, but they 
put the effort in and they come and join and watch and play Granny Bingo because you can win a voucher anywhere in the world. Mm. Now, uh, what else has been in the news? Um, so, um, oh, of course, Melbourne has come out of lockdown. How did we not open The football that? team. No, no, Melbourne. The city of Melbourne has been in the longest and it toughest lockdown right. pretty much since March. The whole world, the toughest in the whole We've world. We've had, what have we had, curfews. We haven't been allowed to go further than five kilometres. Uh, we've been all forced to watch old episodes of Water Rats and it's all paid off. Uh, Melbourne has done a wonderful job and I want to say my most sincere congratulations to every Melbourneian who's done the right thing yeah. because we went from 700 and something cases per day to zero cases there we had for a couple of days. Zero. Donuts. We have relaxed the lockdown laws. We are slowly and cautiously coming out of lockdown. And you know who is responsible for this? Do you know who we need to thank for giving us hope in these dark times, for making Melbourne the test case for beating this awful global pandemic? Um, who did the, I mean, who did we... Daniel Andrews. Daniel bloody Andrews. He is a... Beautiful human being. I love him so much. Isn't he wonderful? I've always liked him. I just love him. I've talked about it on this podcast before. I'm always singing his praises. I never had any doubt that he would do a wonderful job. And, you know, his wife, she's quite attractive as well. You know, I've never said anything nasty about her person. No, she's beautiful. And I think she should be the first lady of Australia. And I love him. I find that often, you know, when he's so handsome and laughing, I like it when he's smiles. <laughs> you know, Maureen, people have said that we've used this podcast to badmouth him. I have always been on Daniel Andrews' side. It's fake news. Is it the Murdoch media that it says would that be. about us? I Murdoch media, them. is it? I oh, they, they are bastards. I don't, well, I don't read the Herald Sun. I don't It'd read be it. bloody Scott Morrison up there in Sydney. I've never liked him either. But Daniel Andrews, oh God, he's wonderful. He's really yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Uh, you know, I started my life as a little girl. As so many women did. Of course, not all women, as the mayor of Perth has just discovered, but uh, many, many, many of them do. As beautiful memories as a as a young woman with my family during World War Two, because we'd have to black out our windows at night time. We couldn't go outside because of the curfew. I never thought that I would spend the last days of my life now in curfew again, having limits of when I could go shopping, not being able to have visitors and everything. But, you know, a lot of people have complained about that, but for me it's nice because I've been able to reminisce from when I was younger. And to me that's that's brought back beautiful memories. I thought this sounds silly, Eddie, I love Daniel Andrews so much that I feel a song coming on. Uh, e flat, E flat. B sharp. I'm in tune. All right, let's go. Daniel is about to speak to us all. I can see him in front of that. each day God I love Daniel He is victorious here 
say Hawaii's pretty, though I've never been. And Daniel says we should stay away from Tala Marina. Bush fires and COVID as vixen and a This is Caroline. Caroline <gasps> is a very experienced recorder player. She was once the third recordist for the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra many years ago. That makes sense. She spends a lot of time around primary schools too. Yeah. Oh, Lovely. Well done, darling. You sound voice of an angel. <laughs> and what a lovely song. Of course, originally sung uh, by the lovely Elton John, a very handsome I man. I love Elton John. And how sad that he never found himself a wife to settle down with. You know, I think that's a bit <laughs> Come on, Edith. Tragic. <laughs> Come on. Oh, dear. What do you mean? <laughs> he's not going to find a wife, is he? You know, he's... he's um... What? Why not? He's a handsome man. He's a rock star. He had his own private he did. jet. Elton's a bit, you know, who, who has your father? What do you mean? You know? He's got a broken wrist. Uh, no, he doesn't have a broken wrist. Elton is the wife. Oh. 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 Married to a David. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Who? I never would have guessed. It puts a lot of those songs in a different oh. light, doesn't it? Yeah. You just, you can't tell, can you? 
No. Oh, God, with him you'd never know. He's so macho. He's just sex symbol. And, uh, Maureen, I forgot to ask. Of course, we usually start the episode by catching up a little bit. What have you been up to? Oh, we do normally talk about that. I'm so sorry. Just a moment. Sorry, they've just delivered my breakfast. I got some uh, Kylie Minogue wine with my cereal this morning. Oh, lovely. Oh, very nice. Now, what have I been doing, my giddy aunt? It's been so busy, of course. You know, our man Dan opened the the, uh, borders of the Ring of Melbourne, you know, thing. And so I've been hitting the streets, girlfriend, hardcore. Uh, Oh, yes, you've been shopping? Well, yes, I mean, I mean, God. This time last year, we were booking tickets for Andrew Rio, Rio, Andrew uh, Andre um, Andre Ragu, Rio, Andrew Ryan, Andre Rowe. Yes, I remember that was at that exciting concert that he was doing, and he had that amazing opening act, Ian Hewitson. Love Ian Hewitson. He was huge, a huge hit, huge, very huge big, hit. very big hit. Yes, and this year, this year. I'm booking tickets to go to Kmart. <laughs> Who would have guessed? You know, for anyone yeah. outside of Melbourne, the shops are so busy because we haven't been able to go for nine months that oh. you literally have to book a ticket to go to Kmart. Shocking. Yeah. So you went to Kmart, did you? Shocking. Well, no, I didn't go to Kmart because I put old mate Caroline. Caroline? Don't wriggle your, don't wriggle your feet at me. I'll put them back in the concrete boots. What did you do this time, Caroline? What has she done? Uh, well, I said to her, I said, Caroline, book me a ticket so on Wednesday night at midnight I can go to... Uh, and I, I'll be honest, I couldn't think of the name of Kmart. I said, you know, the shop that has all of the the bits, they've got some clothes, they've got some lollies, they've got some uh, microwave, they've got air fryer, said, they've got book, you know. I said, speaking very simple, the Queen's English. And Caroline didn't book me into Kmart. Didn't she no, book you into? she booked me into Aldi. Oh, Caroline! Oh, of course. So I had to go to Aldi. I mean, I didn't actually mind it because I love their toothpaste. It tastes different, and I think my teeth are better for it. Maybe people could jump online to our social media, at Granny Bingo, and look at my teeth. You'll notice a difference with my teeth. I think they're cleaner. Uh, but but on this occasion, of course, I didn't buy toothpaste because I've got so much. What did you get? Oh well, uh, uh, what if Jesus? I walked out with a trolley. I can remember that. I bought a life-size cut out of Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Doctor, you know, from the telly. The British tele- sci-fi show. I've, I've never seen yeah. you watching that. Oh, I love it. I love it. I watch it every night. When you uh, when you toddle off to bed, I pop Doctor Who on. I have a whiskey oh. and a joint. Oh, lovely. <laughs> I love it. Who's your favourite Doctor? Oh. oh, well, I can tell you it's definitely not the current one. I'd say David Tennant. Oh, I yes. like David Tennant. Yes, He's a very handsome man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the current one's a woman. <laughs> a female doctor. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so I got a life-size cut out of Doctor Who. I got a dog. Oh, what kind of dog did you get? I haven't seen it. Oh, well, it, this this is sad to think. It was an Afghan dog, you know, the yes. Afghan... Afghanistan... Afghanistan... dog, yes. Afghan dog, I right. think that's what it's called. But the bloody thing ran away. It's run oh. away, Edith. I was, I was starting... Might have gone back home. connection with it, but it's... Um, 
I got a portrait of Brett Sutton, Dr. Brett Sutton, the CMO, the CMO. He's second in charge uh, after St. Daniel Andrews, our favourite person in the world. That's right, Uh, our two beautiful boys. I don't know who who I'd want first. I tell you, Brett Sutton, I wouldn't kick him out of bed, and if I did, I'd follow him under the floor and finish off there. (laughs) Oh, you're just, people are listening to this, love. People are listening. Sorry, stop sorry. It, stop so, it. what have I? What have I said? Uh, Doctor Who, life size cutout, Afghan dog, uh, Brett Sutton portrait. I got a, I got a, a Lexus, a Le- Google, Amazon, Amazon Home. What's that? Google, uh, smart, smart home thing. You know, you say. To, uh, what does it do? Hey, Alexis, uh, how come I've got hay fever? And it tells you, it tells you right. why. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes, I got That's one cool. There. That's and, cool. Uh, and I got it, because Christmas is coming, of course, I got uh, those little statues, those gorgeous little statues uh, of the school children singing Christmas carols for the garden. I put them at the front of the garden at the end. Oh, Christmas lovely. Time. What about all these suitcases? Where did they come from? Uh, well, the suitcase is a different story. I was talking to my friend Tracy, who you remember. The um, Kiwi. At the, war, at the war reunion. She was a yes. nurse where I was a nurse during the war. Yes. And uh, and she is travelling. She's going, she's moving back to New Zealand from Australia. Right. And so she had mentioned to me, I need suitcase. I've got to pack my whole life up. Yes, got to pack my whole life enough, up and yeah. go. So she said, I need some suitcases. And uh, I said, well, you know, I didn't say I was going to get them for her, but I found them at Aldi so cheap Mm. that I just bought her a bunch of, of these suitcases. Uh, to move back to New Zealand with. So, uh, so I, I, I mean, I was at Southland to begin with and I ended up getting uh, the ones at Southland. I had to go to uh, Chadston because they didn't have enough. But the, the young girl, she's nice. She looked it up on the computer for me. She said, there's another hundred of these suitcases at Chadston. So I, I got in the car. I went down the Pen Highway, went to Chaddy, and I bought up there big. I went to uh, Greensboro Plaza after that. And uh, and I ended up having to drive over to to um, a high point and got the last lot. So oh my I goodness. mean that's why there's so many of. I, I I just thought I may as well get them because you. How often do you need a suitcase and you can't find one? Especially you know if they're if they're cheap. Absolutely. Oh, actually, that's actually reminded me. Edith, I haven't even told Tracy that I bought her all these cases. Let me uh, hang on. I'll I'll just call her quickly. To, to, sorry, to, uh, Maureen. We're doing a podcast. You can't just call your yes, friend. But, uh, in the she needs of a... to know that I bought her a, a lot of suitcases. Um, okay. All right. Uh, all right. Be quick. Um, be quick. Hey, Alexi Google. Hello, Maureen. How can I help? Contact Tracy. Calling contact tracing. What did he say? Oh, d- 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 I didn't hear what they responded. They just rings. It rings on that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Department of Health and Human Services. Maureen, I think you've called the wrong number or something. Hello, love. Hi, love. It's Nurse McGillicuddy. Hey, how you do? How are you, love? How are you? Um, good, thank you. How can I help? Uh, love, I'm just calling to say that I've, I've got a whole bunch of new cases for you. New cases? Yeah. Um, right. Uh, this is very unexpected. I, I knew you'd be surprised. It's a surprise for you. Yeah. Yes, very yeah. surprised. How many yeah. cases exactly have you got? Well, 723. 
723. Yeah, I know. It's probably more than you wanted. Uh, a lot more. Where exactly are these cases from? Oh, well, uh, the first lot of cases were from Southland Shopping Centre in Moorabbin there. Uh, and then I got a few more at Chadston. And then uh, a few more were from Greensboro Plaza. And then, Oh, my goodness. Uh, are they alone? Uh, that's a strange question. No, no, no. They're, they're with the doctor, Brett Sutton, and a bunch of school kids at the moment. Uh, there was an Afghani, but I, I, th- I think he's gone home now. I can't... Yeah, that's a sad story. <laughs> OK, this is going to be bad. Uh, and what's their exact location now? Oh, I don't know why you're so fussed over this. I brought them back to the nursing home with me. Uh, to a nursing home? Yeah, yeah, to Areola Gardens, a nursing home, Mordialic. You know where I live. Right, so you're telling me that there's 723 brand new cases mixing with a frontline worker, the chief health officer, some school children and an international traveller who cannot be accounted for. Um, Okay, I'm just going to have to call my supervisor. Please hold. Maureen, hang up. What? What are you on about? What's going on? I think you've called the wrong number, love. God, you're a worry, what? I think you might have got us in a bit of strife here, love. No, I haven't been in uh, strife. No, I, do. I think that might have been the Department of Health and Human Services. Turn on the news, turn on the news. Uh, Alexi, hey, Alexa Google. Hello, Maureen. How can I help? Turn on the television news. A distressing 723 new cases today jolted Victorians out of a false sense of security that this COVID nightmare will end anytime soon. From midnight Sunday, in a desperate race to stop the virus spreading across the state, Geelong, Colac and Shires along the surf coast are facing tougher restrictions. Andrew Lund begins our coverage. There was no masking today's disappointment and frustration. This is a very tough, tough day. Today, the state posted a record 723 new cases of COVID-19. The numbers that we've seen today in Victoria are obviously very concerning. As more schools were ordered to close, education unions called for more flexibility to offer at-home learning for senior... That's not good news at all. Oh, you are going to be in a lot of trouble. Me? No, uh, I can't go to jail. I'm too beautiful to go to jail. Come on, Edith, do you know what happens to pretty women like me in jail? <laughs> I've seen Wentworth. Those women will wear me like a bloody puppet. Uh, I always preferred prisoner to Wentworth. It was grittier. You know, Wentworth made jail look like a five-star hotel. Edith, concentrate, concentrate. What the hell is that sound? Go look at the what? Is that Hang on here, let me have a look. Oh, there's lights coming from outside. Edie, close the blinds, stay away from the bloody window. No, look at this, there's police out there. And there's the army, and there's the navy. Oh, we're one American Indian away from the village people. This is the Victoria Police. Ariola Gardens Nursing Home has been placed under lockdown. Do not attempt to leave the vicinity. Can we please speak with Nurse Maureen McGillicuddy? Oh no, they want to speak to me. What what the hell did I do, the bloody screws? Go and talk to them, love. G'day! Nurse Maureen McGillicuddy? Yes, 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 that's me. Thank you for isolating all of the new cases. Can you confirm the condition the cases are in? Edie, what do 
What should I say? Just tell him the truth, love. You've got to tell him the truth or the you're going to get in trouble. Okay, the, the, the cases. The cases are brand new. They will last a really long time. Maureen! Well, it's the truth. What do you want? They're very good quality cases. They might be cheap, but they're strong. Oh, they're going to keep us locked down if they think there's actual cases in here. Well, Edith, the truth is, I have you. And there's nothing that I could find in an LD bargain bin that I would want more. <laughs> oh, Maureen, that's lovely. Except for booze. But they've restocked the cellar here at Areola Gardens, so we'll be fine for a few weeks. Hang on a minute. Hold on, Edith. I'll sort this out. Ah, hey, pig! Uh, Edith, I mean, hello, there's a policeman in a helicopter. They said pigs can't fly. <laughs> uh, excuse me, officer! Uh, look, uh, things are pretty bloody crook in here, so, uh, you know, even in the helicopter, I think you better not send anyone in. You better go, uh, and I'll keep everyone in here under control. If, if you lot could just keep everyone outside safe. All right, I'm a trained nurse. Trust me. Ta. Hooroo. Bye. See ya. All right, Edith. <laughs> I reckon that's sorted. I think we're in here for a little bit longer. Well, several more weeks of lockdown. Here we go. All right, it's time for another segment, love. Did you need a top-up on your drink before we do the next segment? Yeah, just give me a sailor. I'll pop my glass down no there. What, what do you want? Uh, I'm drinking a Pinot Noir. That's what they've got on the outside of the bottle. But I was talking to the bloke at the uh, at the shop, and oh, yes. and he was saying that it's actually a blend, uh, something to do with the the, uh. the scraps at the bottom of the barrel. I think he said. Uh. Anyway, whatever, it tastes delicious, and, you know, I haven't brushed my teeth yet, and for eight o'clock in the morning, that's not a bad drop, you know? <laughs> as far as I know, having a bit of a blend and scraping the bottom of the barrel is how bisexuality works. All right. Yeah. I, so I have never really looked into bisexuality. Uh, all I know is that uh, uh, my grandson... He, uh, I asked him once, I said, you know, be honest with me, love, are you bisexual? And he said, buy now, gay later. Ah, and he was right. He was, he's one of the best in the business these days, I think. Yeah. Every now and then we have people that say, you know, come to our granny bingo night when we have a normal granny, well, not, I mean, it's never normal, especially the crowd, but when we have our granny bingo night pre-COVID PC, uh, but there are bi people that come to that. Yes. Bi people. And I say to them, oh yeah, bye now, gay later. Because that's what my grandson said. And they, they get so angry. They, they say, you're erasing me. Yes, they hate it. No sense of humour. Where's your sense of humour, bisexuals? Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, if you want to be different, you need to learn to stand out. For people that want everyone to like them, you think they could have a bit more of a flexible sense of humour. Now, this next segment that we're about to do is called Agony Grants. Do you want to explain how it works, love? You write a letter, we answer it. That's it. That's right. That's it. To a T. Yep. Here we go. Yep. All right. Uh, here you. We've. Got, I've got the pile of letters, and this has grown again. This pile. Oh my God. We will never get through these. No, it just keeps growing and growing. 
I'm worried it's going to fall over. You know, you read about these old women in the newspaper and they they live alone and they've got, mm-hmm. you know, they're hoarding and stuff. They've got piles yes. of magazines of yes. Princess Diana or something like that that falls on them and they die. Yes. And they melt into the couch. They decompose. I'm melting. <laughs> That's right. And I'm worried that's going to happen with me, with these agony grands. So let's get through them. Um, here you go. You read this one. All right. Uh, dear Edith and Maureen, you always give the best household tips, so I'm hoping you can help with this one. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I can never seem to get the lint off my clothes. Oh, my ah, God. Yes. yes. I have tried the sticky roller, the lint shaver, everything. You're always looking so lovely and refined, so I'm hoping you might have some advice. Oh, thank you. Cheers, Jess from Templestow. Lesbian! Saying that I look refined. Jess, you're a girl. You can't say that. You can't say lesbian. Hello. (laughs) Good question, Jess. Uh, And that's that's a very easy one to answer. There's a word that your generation is not familiar with. Polyester. Mm-hmm. It's not a drag queen. No, it is a fabric uh, that we wear exclusively. Women of our generation wear this. And we wear it for many reasons. One of the reasons we wear it is because it's the only thing that does not lint. It's a plastic blend. There are downsides to it. It doesn't breathe very well uh, in the warm weather. No. And uh, you do get a bit of a, a slight woof to yourself and uh, it is difficult to get that stench out of the polyester. But there are a lot of benefits to polyester. Now, one is, of course, it doesn't lint. Uh, of course, if you spill anything on it, spray and wipe is all you need. Mm-hmm. Tomato sauce, soy sauce, any any condiment that you might get on your polyester uh, hostess dress, as they're called, you can just spray and wipe it and it is gone straight away. In fact, our generation, we really pioneered plastic, didn't we, love? Absolutely, yeah, we ruined the planet. We had the little uh, Tupperwares and, uh, you know, the takeaways Mm -hmm. and the frocks. We made everything out of plastic. And then your generation came along and said, oh, it's bad for the environment. And you know what? We know. We know it's bad for the environment, but it is very handy. That's right. And uh, we'll be dead, you know, 10 years max. From now, we will be dead, right. and I won't give a blinky bill about the planet. That's right. Jess, our attitude to plastic is a lot like your generation's attitude to hard party drugs. By the time it mm-hmm. becomes a huge, it's already a societal problem, but by the time it becomes unrecoverable, it's unfixable, you'll be dead. And that's the way we treat plastic. We did. We know. We know the damage that we were doing. You've got your little Greta Thunberg there. Oh, save the world. Save the planet. Save... No, bagger off, Greta Thunberg. Pop yourself in a nice wipe-off frock and the world will be a prettier place and we'll enjoy it while we've got it. Greta Thunberg, she sailed around the ocean, didn't she, mm-hmm. on a yacht? And where mm-hmm. do you think she pooed? Where do you think she pooed in the ocean? And what do you think the rudder on that ship was made from? Mm-hmm. Plastic. 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 And what do you think the, the ship was made out of? Plastic. 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 And what do you think her forehead will be made out of in about five years' time? Plastic. 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 So, just before you at me, darling, uh, think about what you're sitting on at the moment. You either... 
uh, sitting on a nice leather couch, in which case you hate animals, or you're sitting on a nice pleather couch, in which case you hate the environment. You can't win, Jess. Wear plastic. Wear polyester. That was actually the slogan in the 80s when Ken Dane was releasing all those lovely polyester frocks. He said, you either hate animals or hate the environment. Wear polyester. And that's why that's the only thing I'll wear today. I hope that's helped you and your lint problem, Jess. Shall I read the next one, love? Please do. And thank you, Jess, for writing in. Uh, here we go. Of course, anyone can write in on our social media, at Granny Bingo on Instagram, uh, Edith Fale and Maureen McGillicuddy on Facebook. Here we go. <clears throat> Dear Agony Grange, my name is Shelley. Oh, you're on a beach. <laughs> I'm 28. I work at a dairy farm and I am looking for love. Oh, <laughs> How lovely. Wake out. Uh, after the awful year that has been 2020, I have decided that life is too bloody... Oh, dear. It's not very ladylike, Sally. Too bloody short. So I am going to finally put in the hard yards and find myself a bloke. Good. Very masculine tones there, Sally. Uh, the way I see it is there's two big problems standing in my way. One, I've never had a second date. And two, there's not a huge selection of blokes around my neck of right. the woods. Double Dutch to me. I know you two have been around the blocks. Oh, Excuse me. Right. Excuse me. I've only been married six times. I know you two have been around the blocks a few times. Any advice on how to bag myself a winner? Thanks, mate. Shelley in one thaggy. Jeepers creepers, Shelley. That's a very forward letter, Shelley. And I'm, I'm, to be honest, the way that you speak, I'm surprised that you can even write. Um, you say in your letter there, Shelley, you've got two problems. I can tell you, you have a lot more than that. You know, this is the problem. This is why I protested when they closed down the finishing schools, you know, and the, and the debutante balls and mm. things. Women in Australia these days, oh, they're common as muck, aren't they, love? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are not bloody wrong there, mate. No way, no. Shelley, you are speaking like an old sheep farmer. Yeah. You're not far off it. You know, you're talking about blokes won't go on a second date with you. Yeah. Oh, there's not that many blokes to ch choose yeah, from in my neck of the woods. Yeah, that's the truth, Ruth. It sounds like you've had a few of them, Shelley. And uh, you're a dairy farmer. I, I, I know you'll understand what I say. When why would a man buy the cow if you're giving a away the milk for free. Shelley, mm -hmm. you sound like a little bit of a tart, uh, the town barsicle, as it were, and that might be part of your problem. I didn't get that vibe from Shelley that she was giving the milk away for free. I didn't get the impression that she was having any kind of relationship with men. Really? I think more than anything she'd be just sort of squirting the milk, sort of uh, massaging the teat until the milk, you know, sort of spurted out everywhere, but there's no one on the receiving end. Ah, yes, I see what you're saying. Shelley, mate, you know... Pal, I wish I had better advice for you, Cobber, because, you know, I understand where you're coming from. Uh, you say who rude to the blokes and they, they look the other way. 
and uh, and that can be tough on a on a Sheila like you and me. I've been there myself, you know, up, down, and all around. And uh, you know, fair square to the sauce bottle, Shelley. You you try your hardest, mate. And uh, as a mare, when you're staring a stallion down the eyes and you're trying to uh, win the race, if you know what I mean. It can be pretty bloody demoralising. You may, they may as well bring in the uh, the yardsman and shoot you in the in between the eyes. So, Shelley, mate, what I what I'd say to you before you hock your box is that you need to start acting more like a, a lady rather than a bird, like us. That's right. Start acting a bit like me and Eads. Uh, and the blokes will be more impressed. They'll uh, they'll be giving you a standing ovation when you walk in the room. They won't even be standing up, you know what I'm saying, mate? They'll be giving you the old midnight salute. Oh, you know, pop a frock on, love, and uh, don't wear any undies. You know, when you go down the pub, blokes can smell the scent of a woman who's not wearing her undies. That's what really gets them hot and, and bothered. And that's how you'll end up finding a bloke and, uh, and living the rest of your life in peace, well relative peace, you know, as long as your kitchen's peaceful, love. <laughs> so all the best, Shell. Good on you, Shelley. Shall we do one more, love? I would love to. Let me just get the envelope open here. I'm still, I'm still shook from Shell. Uh, Poor Shelley. Hopefully we'll get up to one, Thaggy, at some point soon, and we could go to the Whalebone Hotel and do a gig. I think they'd love to have us up there. Um, okay, the next letter. Here we go. Um, dear ladies, see Shelley? Complete stranger referred to us as ladies, and that's because of the way we present ourselves, mate. Um, dear ladies, it's Joan from Rockhampton. You gave me some wonderful advice on my lemon tree a few months back. Yes, thank you. The lemon tree is full and the lemons are plump and juicy now. I remember, listeners, if you're not a regular listener to Granny Bingo Wireless, uh, we had an episode oh, a while ago now called Karen Grannies. Mm-hmm. And Joan wrote in with a letter about her lemon tree that she had some issues with. Joan is a little bit older than us even, but, you know, good on her. She's worked wow. out how to, to, to listen to the podcasts. And she had a problem with her lemon tree and uh, we gave her some advice about how to fertilise it uh, in a very economical way from memory. Anyway, keep reading. Sorry, love. Speaking of, we might need to wrap up soon, Eddie. I need to go to the bathroom. No worries. Um, I'm looking, this is Joan again, uh, I'm looking for some more advice from our fellow octogenarians. Uh, whenever I'm up the floor, I just can't help but leave streaks on the laminex. I might only have a few years left on this planet, but I'm determined to get it right before I go. Many thanks, Joan from Rockhampton. Thank you for writing in, Joan. Thanks for getting back in touch, Joan. I was worried about you, love. We haven't heard from you in a few months. I thought you might have had to have one of those micro funerals with, you know, the Mm. people watching on Zoom or something, and I hadn't seen your name in the obituary, so I was worried I'd missed it, Joan. But uh, glad to hear the lemons are doing well. You haven't returned... Caroline's gazunder with the lemon butter that you promised. But That's right. We'll wait a little bit longer. Because I sent some jars as well, Joan, to put lemon curd in. Jo- lemon curd, love. I put it on my cakes. What was Joan's problem again? She's got... Oh, Joan had problems. Oh, she can't hear us. Joan had problems. She was leaving streaks on her lemon eggs when she was mopping. 
Ah, yes, very common, very common problem. And uh, especially up in Queensland when everything dries so fast. Uh, Jane, love, hope you can hear me all right. Jane, one of the problems when you get to our age, or you're even older than us, your age, love, it's incontinence, Jane. You'll probably find when you're mopping, you know, you've got the mop in front of you, you're mm. walking forward, you're moving it from side to side like a hockey stick, Jane. Hockey stick, Jane? Hockey, hockey, you know hockey. Hockey, like the American, the Yanks play it, Joan, the, with the stick and the puck. And you're walking forwards, you're cleaning the floor, Joan, but I know that it gets very hot up there, Joan, in mm. Queensland, and you probably, you know, you, you've got your cotton frock on and no knickers. And when it, you get to our age, Joan, things dribble, things just fall out of you, Joan. Uh, you know, you, Dribbling, you, Joan, dribbling. 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 You take too big of a step, Joan, and you might drop something out. Something falls out and drags behind you. you... Joan, it's a bit like the aeroplanes that put out the bushfires. You've seen the bushfires, Joan, on the television, Joan, on, on the auntie, on the ABC. You saw the bushfires? You remember the, you remember, you remember the bushfires, Joan? You remember the bushfires, Joan? Remember that? Remember that? Remember that, Jane? Remember the bushfires, Jane? It sort of drops all of a sudden. The water drops. Elvis, the helicopter. Jane! Bushfires. Yes, she remembers. And something falls out of you, and then it's, it drags by. It's a prolapse, that's called, Jane. And that's going to leave streaks on the floor behind you, love. And uh, what you might want to do is mop backwards. Turn around... And mop backwards like a figure skater, Jane. Yes. On the Olympics, you've seen the figure skaters on the... You remember the Olympics, Jane? Remember Melbourne Olympics? Sydney. 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 2000, Melbourne, Sydney. 1956, Jane. Do you remember Sydney? Your little girl in yes. 1956. And you know the figure skaters, they skate backwards. You want, to, you want to mop your floors backwards, Jane? Yes, they do that at McDonald's. I noticed that they do it at McDonald's. You know where they have the cheeseburgers and fillet of fish. Jane. You love the you love the fillet of fish, Joan. If you haven't had it, oh, it's delicious. And the hot apple pies, Joan. They used to have thirty cent cones, Joan. They might still be thirty cents in Queensland. I don't don't know, Joan. You'd have to go. You'd have to go and find out, Joan, if they've got thirty cent cones. Just ask the young lass at the counter, Joan. Say to them, have you got the 30 cent cones? And one last thing to check, Joan, when you're mopping, because it might not be you. It, it mightn't be you, Joan. If it's, it mightn't be you that's leaving the streaks, Joan. So just make sure your little dog, I know you've got a little Jack Russell, make sure he's not behind you, scooching along the floor. Because sometimes they get anal irritation, Joan. You know, scratchy, itching in their, in their buttocks. From the worms. From the worms, Joan. Make sure he's not following you and scooching. 
scraping his ass along the floor because the worms, the worms, the worms, and his dags might be causing the streaks. They eat out the inside of the dog's rectum, Jane. The worms will go in to the dog's digestive tract. And the worms will burrow into the lower intestine. Hide in there. And the dog will, oh, he'll scrape that like buggery on your laminex, Joan, and that'll wear out the... I hope that we've got to you in time, Joan. Yeah. You're still with us. And Joan, if you're still listening, love, uh, when Jackie's going to sleep at night, the worms come out. They come out. They're like... Gay men, they go only go out at night time, Joan. And when yes. Jackie's asleep, get some sticky tape, some 3M sticky tape or, or something from the supermarket, Joan, and tape over his coit. Pop a piece of scotch tape over his chocolate starfish. That's right. And 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 leave it there, and the 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 worms, Joan, will come out and get stuck on the sticky tape from his coit, and then you just have to rip it off like a you know like a band aid, and the worms will leave. They'll be ripped out of his of his uh, colon. All right, Joan. Hope you're well, love. All the best, Joan. And Joan, I hope you're enjoying the new episodes of Family Feud. I know you love that one. Terrific show. They're doing it for the doing it for doctors, Joan. Hooray, Joan! And now it's time for a word from one of our sponsors. Thank God, I need to have a drink of water. I'm exhausted after talking to Joan. The following is a message from the Dalesford Tourism Board, approved by the BDSM. Hello, my name's Peter, and this is my gorgeous husband, Paul. <laughs> hello, hello, hi. We run a gorgeous little bear bay and bay in our, our little semi-detached cottage in Cottage and Dalesford. Yes, we're very well known around town, and as local celebs, Paul and I have been asked by the board of Dalesford Social Movers... Yeah, that's the BDSM. Yes, the BDSM. Paul and I have been asked by the BDSM to put together a little video for the people of Melbourne on behalf of all of the people in rural Victoria. Yeah, no, no, because we want to formally apologise for cutting you lot off completely for the past several months, you know, and also apologise for voting to have the borders redrawn and officially make Dalesford part of New South Wales. It was wrong. Yes, we are sorry about that. And it also does appear to have been a little bit short-sighted of us to have started building that border wall around the perimeter of Metro Melbourne and Mitchellshire. I'm yeah, sorry yeah. about that as well. No, no. That, that wasn't our idea. No. You know, let's make that bloody clear. It was those bloody lesbians Lesbian. down the road. Yeah. Kirsty and Kirsty, who came up with that one. That wasn't us. Yes, unfortunately, Kirsty and Kirsty stacked the vote and took complete control of the BDSM. Yeah, and they said they were going to make Melbourne pay for it. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, gee, if there is not a pie in Dalesford and Hepburn Springs that those girls don't have their fingers in, I don't bloody know about it. Those girls would finger oh. anything they can. Oh, 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 oh,
<laughs> you know, darling, I shouldn't say this. But uh, they even persuaded the council to contract their own building company, Kirsty and Kirsty's Construction, to build the whole wall. Yeah, we're launching an investigation yeah. into it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm. In fact, I'll be sitting on the board of the KKCCICCCT. Yeah, that's right. That's the Kirsty and Kirsty Construction Commission into corruption crimes in COVID times. But now that the borders are reopening, we are thrilled to invite all of the Granny Bingo wireless listeners to come to rural Victoria and, um, well, spend your money, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah, no, no, now, that, now that they're getting rid of the, well, you know, the, the thing, uh, you know, the thing. Um, oh, what's it called? The, um... The ring. The ring the of ring, steel. The ring of steel. Daniel, Daniel Andrews, Andrews ring of steel. Ring of steel. <laughs> That's right. Dan's ring has snapped. That's snapped. <laughs> and we're inviting you all to come and visit, pass through Dan's ring and enjoy the country life. <laughs> That's right. Take advantage of one of our special get me the fuck out of Melbourne, I will literally book anywhere that has a room available rates. Starting at just $799 per room per night. Yeah, oh, there, and there's a huge selection of rooms too here at Peter and Paul's Bear Bay and Bay. Um, you've got the honeymoon suite. Oh, no, sorry. I didn't what? tell you. I'm so sorry. Your mother oh. is staying in there and she will not leave by hook or by crook. My mum's here. You have to tell me if she's coming. I hope you didn't tell her about us. Oh, darling, you need to come out to your mother, that poor oh. woman. She's going to work it out someday. She won't work it out at all. Don't be stupid. Last time she was staying here, she took my ammo, put it into one of those incense oil oh. burners. She fell asleep in the sex swing. Oh, that's so unfair to say that because she doesn't know it's a sex swing. She just knows it's a sling, you know, go to sleep. Um, oh, well, look, we've got the deluxe suite, so that's a backup option for anyone. No, I think that's book two. Hang on, what? let me check. Uh, yes, yes, no, that is, that's been booked by Jenny McCarkos. Yeah, she said she had a lot of spare time, she had to get out of Melbourne quickly, and she preferred not to stay in a hotel for some reason. I'm not sure why. Yeah, Fair enough. Yeah, they're never as good, I don't think. Um, well, what about the fold-out sofa in the living room, then? That's no, easy. that's booked as well, I think, yes. Oh. Let me have a look here. Yes, that's booked by a Scott and Jenny Morrison of Sydney. Right. Uh, he said that he's taken the whole year off work, he's not doing any work at all this year and he wanted to get away and relax a little bit and he yeah. said he wanted to come to Victoria because no one would recognise him here because he hasn't been here in years yeah fair enough well right then that's it and a luxury evening on the bunk beds in the shed next to the float from the 1998 Mardi Gras parade and Peter's old Liza Minnelli record collection okay <gasps> that's what you've got is that where you put my records what? I what? told you not to put my records out there they'll get water damaged you know they'll you be worth a fortune one day worry. one of those don't is actually signed okay it was signed by Lorna Luft but still it was signed it's going to be worth down. I was going to put them on eBay oh, oh my god, god. come now how to sniff out of this little bottle here have a little sniff out of the bottle. Little black bottle. Here you go. Oh. That's better, isn't it? Oh. Think of the 90s. Oh, Think of the better. 90s. <laughs> Peter and Paul's Bear B and B. Because where the hell else are you going to go? Peter and Paul's Bear B&B, fax 07-3221-8422. Two-night minimum, no dogs allowed, it scares the chooks. If David, who worked behind the bar at the market in 2001, is watching, please get in touch. I've changed my mind, it's Peter. We met at Steve's housewarming. 
Wow, what an ep! What an ep! What an episode! And praise be to our Lord and Saviour Daniel Andrews. Him and Brett Sutton and the entire health services team in here in the state of Victoria for bringing us down to zero. We knew you could do it, and yeah. you couldn't have done it without our support. So you're welcome, no, and, and no. thank you. And we hope you remember the Country Ladies Association, Daniel, when it comes to working out funding and your election campaign next time. Yeah. Just a little reminder. <laughs> but no, no stress, no pressure. <laughs> now, of course, kiddies, if you've enjoyed the podcast, don't forget that uh, tomorrow, that is Monday the 2nd of November, uh, we are hosting mm. Granny Bingo online via Zoom. You can grab your ticket right. at Comedy republic.com.au and uh, we we really do hope to see a lot of you on there Cup Eve as I said is always our busiest Granny Bingo uh, so it should be a fun one you've got your fascinator ready haven't you love? I've got my fascinator ready I've got my tizziest dressed uh, old Preston Iron mm. and of course we're back in the studio for those of you that sat through the absolute shit fight of technical errors that was last, last month <laughs> in the park uh, we're back in the studio multiple cameras hello and uh, the crew and the cast they're all going to be there able to uh, light and sound us all perfect so it'll be just like watching Hey Hey It's Saturday just as many blackface actors in our show as there was in Hey Hey too. So we look forward to seeing you there. Comedyrepublic.com.au Of course, if you have really loved the podcast and you want to support it a little bit more, you can go to a website called patreon.com slash granny bingo and you can sign up for a few dollars a month you get all sorts of little rewards you'll get a little personalized audio message from us uh, you can get uh, some artwork from caroline caroline's an artist aren't you caroline Yes, she's, she's she's on the artistic spectrum. Yes, she is. And, uh, of course, you get a little shout-out from us. And it's been a while since we've done our shout-outs. We're in a little bit of hot oh. water from a few people. We are a little bit behind right. with that. But uh, right. we should do them now. A big shout-out to our new supporter, Kate. And Nicola. And uh, Siobhan. Siobhan, thank you for signing up. John. Thank you, John. And Nikki. Little Nicky uh, from Queensland. Thank you, Nicky. Jason, all the way in Tasmania. We're getting very international here. Hope everything's going well in Hobart there, Jason. And Anthony as well. Thank you, Anthony. And uh, your little rewards are all on their way. That's right. Oh, we've missed one, Noah. Thank you, Noah. Oh, sorry, Noah. I missed that. Actually, I'm looking through the list. I'm looking through the new Patreon supporters. And I'm looking through the old Patreon supporters. There is a name that I see absent from this list. What? Who should be on there? Daniel Andrews has never supported this podcast through Patreon. Are you joking? Are you kidding me? The Are Premier you... of Victoria has not supported the number one podcast in his own state. What? Not even for a measly seven American dollars. We're artists! <sighs> what, what a... a... Bastard! Daniel Andrews oh, is an absolute bastard. I, I have him. always said that, and I will stick Useless. by it from here uh, until Michael O'Brien. Michael O'Brien. He's a bloke to look at because he is the man. Because Daniel Andrews, and Daniel is Andrews, a and his frumpy little wife. What an absolute touch! She is shocking. Tart. They are liars. I cannot liars, believe. Liars. Well, you live and you learn. Well, thank you to all of the other. As supporters of our podcast, you are not Thank bastards. You.
No, not like old mine Fuhrer Daniel Andrews. Shocking. Yeah. We're prisoners within our own homes. You know, it's so bad here in Victoria that there are helicopter police helicopters outside our window telling us to stay inside. That is how bad it's gotten here. Yeah, and that's mm. Daniel Andrews' fault. He ordered all of it. Dreadful. Yeah. Dreadful. Yep, yep. Well, kiddies, it sounds like we're going to be doing this podcast for a while longer if we're going to be stuck in this nursing home, so make sure you tune in to the next episode. Of course, I'll uh, reveal which of our listeners was adopted live on air. I'll also teach you how to use a knife properly so you don't get Vegemite in your butter container. And I'll be conducting an in-depth interview with the Sunrise Cash Cow. Oh, my God. Trigger warning, Edith, because his head fell off on TV last week. I could, it's changed the way I look at Koshy. But until then, Australia, we are the envy of the world right now. Please, don't fuck it up. Hooroo! See ya! I've, I, Edith, I've got to call Tracy because I don't think she understood what I was saying when I called her no, before. give her a call, love. Might give have to try her. Ring her again. She's a bit funny. Oh, 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 oh.